Hi everyone. Before we get started today, I wanted to share a word with you and a special offer for all of our listeners from our terrific sponsor at 212. Now, if you haven't heard of 212 and you're a startup founder, you need to make sure you don't miss what I'm about to say. At the heart of every business is your cap table. It's how you know who owns what of the business. And not only is it essential to understanding your ownership, but it's also increasingly a legal requirement expected of you by investors and regulators alike. But managing a cap table on an Excel spreadsheet is a nightmare. Trust me, I myself have done it, and it's not something I'm proud of, nor would I do it again. After having raised money from over 2,100 investors via regulation crowdfunding. That's why when it comes to cap table management, I switched over to 212 and I'm not looking back. With their white glove onboarding service included for free, I was up and running with our cap table solution in no time. Now I should note something really important. Other cap table providers on the market price based on your number of investors, which means when it comes to managing all of your investors, especially from online raises, you can be paying thousands of dollars in yearly fees. And that's what makes 212 far and away the best and most cost affordable option on the market for startup founders. With 212, you pay one flat fee of $240 a year, regardless of how many investors you have, and you get their full suite of features right out of the box without any hidden fees. One of my favorite features is the ability to see how much you'll get diluted if you take that next check. If you're a founder or an investor, you owe it to yourself to check out the 212 website at 212.co. That's T-W-O-1-2.co. And get this, they're giving King's Crowd listeners an additional 25% off your first year membership with discount code KINGSCROWD25. Dilution is real, complex, and expensive. For just $20 a month, well, 15 after the discount code, you can sleep easy at night and be ready when your next investor says yes. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the King's Crowd Startup Investor Podcast. Today, I am joined by Anthony Franco. Anthony is the founder and CEO of MC Squares, which is a pretty cool company uh, that was featured on Shark Tank, actually. And I had the great pleasure of getting to know Anthony recently at an Angels and Entrepreneurs live event where we got to meet with many different investors and founders uh, and had a great time spending uh, time getting to know Anthony. So excited to have him on here today and for you to learn more about what he and his team are up to. So with that, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris. It was it was good to, to see people in real life for a change just, just a little bit ago. So it's weird to be back on Zoom, but uh, yeah, it was good to see you in person too. Yeah. You know, now I, I should note that Anthony uh, did fool me during the conference. I was uh, part of a pitch panel uh, and Anthony came up and gave maybe one of the most impassioned pitch pitches that I've ever heard in my life. And I almost fell for it. I didn't know how to feel about it, but almost fell for it where he was pitching a 3D cheese printing business uh, with a personal backstory to it. And, um, and he got me. Honestly, the presentation was so exceptional that I, I didn't know what to say at the end, but I was glad to find out 
that 3D printed cheese is not coming to a market near you anytime soon. <laughs> that was the whole point of that pitch is to make everybody think, is this, is this guy serious? Is this, is this for real? <laughs> yeah, it, it played pretty fun. That was fun to do. Well, we're not here to talk about a fake company, but a very real company that you've been investing in and building for some time. Uh, so for those who don't know, please tell us a little about yourself and what it is that you're building at MC Squares. Uh, sure. So, um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. This is my fifth startup. Um, I have four other tech companies under my belt. Um, founded them, grew them, sold them, and actually sold two of them to public companies. So this is my fifth rodeo, if you were, if you will. Um, it is a physical product company. So we, I started it based on my experience from the other companies and the design thinking workshops I ran and started MC Squares making collaborative products. Now, when I say collaborative products, people usually go to tech. Actually, we make whiteboards. We make, and that, that understates it, but essentially we make really cool office products, things that help people communicate. And I started this in B2B. Um, and then in 2018, transitioned the company to, well, in 2017, we had transitioned to manufacturing the products ourselves. So we own manufacturing and then transitioned the company into direct consumer products. And so we, we transitioned from a direct-to-consumer product or a, a business product company to a consumer product company. So we, we make the old products that help people collaborate in meeting rooms, but we also make things that help people bridge that gap between home and work, which is really relevant right now. So <laughs> it's, you know, we are, the new tagline we're playing with is work-life balance and, and trying to make products that help people bring some of the work into home and bring some of their home life back into the office. Um, we have uh, 15 product families, over 80 SKUs selling on Amazon and, um, and we're growing like a weed. Well, let's talk about that. So, you know, I, I, I've used different collaboration tools. I've used, you know, I've used everything from post-it notes to, you know, whatever else. Um, I, I'm curious to hear what do some of your products look like? What are some of your best sellers and, and what exactly is the product? Yeah, so um, we, like I said, we have 15 product families. Um, so we're most well known for, um, and for those of you that see us on video, I'm holding up a reusable sticky note. Um, it has a, a, a micro suction back. So the backing sticks to anything shiny. So it doesn't require like a, a refrigerator to stick to. It, it, um, but it does require a shiny surface because it sticks literally with suction. And the front is a reusable dry erase surface. This single sticky note replaces 2000 paper sticky notes. <laughs> um, and this thing we just were issued the patent on, on November 23rd. So we're the only ones that can make a, a reusable sticky note like this. Um, and so that product line is a million dollar product line for us. The other one is, uh, um, we make this, but in bigger format and printed. So we make calendars and planners and weekly to-do lists and chore charts, um, with, with these. And that is another category for us that uses the same patented technology. And then we make reusable, um, uh, notepads like this one. This is a, I'm holding up a, what we call a jotter. It's a legal pad that's rigid that lets you walk around with reusable products like that. We have markers and other like geeky, nerdy um, dry erase products for people that love 
all the other products that we make, good accessories for them as well. That, that's a really high level, but, um, but that's what we do. So, you know, one of the things that you often hear from entrepreneurs is that they're extremely passionate about what it is that they're working on. What, what makes you passionate or excited about kind of solving the, I don't know, the office what crisis, problem solving, right? <laughs> What problem are we solving, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're solving. So it's, it's kind of an interesting way to talk about it. So what problem does a whiteboard solve? What problem do post-it notes solve? It's, it, it depends on the use case, right? So sometimes it's communication, sometimes it's labeling, sometimes it's just getting your thoughts out of here and on, onto, your, uh, onto a place where you, can, where, where you can think about it a little bit better, visually think. Um, in, in, education, in education settings, it helps, it really does help. We actually lift passing grades by 360% in the classrooms that use MC squares. So it's, huh. it's an interesting, it's a visual thinking problem. That's the problem that we solve. And, uh, you know, it's funny. We're, we're not curing cancer. We're not rocking, launching rockets to Mars, but we are in the room when those things happen. And that's what I get excited about. It's that we get, we're, we're a tool for innovators and for creative thinkers. And that's really fun to watch how our customers use. In fact, when, custom, when, we, when we send our products to influencers as part of our influencer campaign, we hear back like today's the day I'm going to, and then fill in the blank. It always winds up being like, I'm going to get shit done. I'm going to get my life in order. Right. Um, so, so that's really exciting to be on the customer end. And then I love making real things like being a part of the factory and, and being able to innovate in real time on new products and new ideas, and then see if they land with our customers. It's, it's a blast. I, I love what I do. <laughs> you know, I, I, several years ago, I was working in management consulting and I would just kill to get on retail projects because I loved dealing with consumer brands where you're walking into a store and you're interacting with a product and an object. And that is something that I personally miss about building a digital first business is you don't get to have that tangible thing that you're interacting with. And there is something very special about that. So if I walk into you know, a Staples or one of those stores today, am I going to find MC Squares or where can I find your products? Yeah. So right now we are an exclusive online, online company. So you can buy us on Amazon or mcsquares.com. Um, and the reason why we're raising is to, because we're, we're trying to get to retail readiness. So we have package designs to create and, and marketing collateral to create around um, getting into retail. We have a great um, partner in our, re in our retail readiness. And, and they're, they're super excited about bringing us into, I don't want to name any companies, but you can imagine the, the, the types of stores that we would be in. And office supplies isn't really the place that we want to be. We want to be in more consumer, look, I'll just say it. We want to be in Target, Costco, um, um, Sam's Club, the places where people go and buy home and office products. And, um, and the, our, broker, uh, our broker partner, Marshall and Associates, they have those relationships and we're just pulling together all the assets needed to, to walk us in the door there. There's definitely a silly notion that if you're, you know, building a products company like this, oh, there's not a lot of upside. It, it, just to help our, our listeners think about the opportunity, do you know like how many post-it notes and things like that are bought yearly? Like, is there any number you can give to help people understand that in fact, there's quite a large opportunity? The, the, the the paper sticky note market in and of itself, just yeah. 
the paper sticky note market, well, the office supply market is $250 billion a year. Wow. Um, the home organization market is $20 billion. And we, we're at that intersection, right? So, um, so it's, it's a fairly large addressable market. Um, the, just if you look at paper sticky notes, it's estimated between one and a half to $2 billion market. <laughs> so it's, it's a fairly large space in a, in what I would consider a, a, commo- a commodity space. And we're, we're making products that are cool in a commodity market. I, I will tell you that when I used to work on behalf of a lot of private equity clients, I think something we found oftentimes is if it's a boring category and you just do a decent job of it or make it more intriguing, you know, sometimes those are the biggest winners. And by the way, it could be very profitable uh, companies that are worth quite a bit. So I, I think it's really, really unique. I could totally see a private equity shopper, one of the providers of these supplies already uh, wanting to acquire someone like you just to expand their reach. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, the MA activity in this space, there's no small players. Everybody gobbles up the small players pretty fast. Yeah, I could certainly see that. So you were on Shark Tank uh, not that long ago, I believe. Uh, tell us about how that kind of came to fruition. What was that experience like? Um, and how has that helped sales? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So Shark Tank experience is an interesting one. Um, so we aired in May of 2020. Um, and it's funny, if you look at our growth chart, you can't tell when we aired. There's not like this hmm. big blip. It just It's just been a straight line up. Um, and, but not to say that it hasn't been great. It's been amazing. It's just helped us continue our growth trajectory. Um, we struck a deal with Kevin O'Leary. Nice. Um, and he's been wonderful. He's been wonderful. Pun not intended, but it's still there. Um, and he's been, he has a great social reach and a great platform. And then they came out and filmed an update on us. And that aired just in October. And that, mm. that update actually was a huge boon to our business from a credibility perspective, because it's not like this company trying to get an investment. It's a company that is you know, doing well. According to the producers, we're doing okay. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're, um, we aired that in October. That's been great. And, um, you know, it's the shark, it, you know, shark tank to get on shark tank, they take 35,000 applications a year. Wow. A thousand advance to the next stage, 158 film, 88 air, 45 strike a deal, <laughs> 28 close and 14 get an update. So we're in a very small select class of companies that have aired on Shark Tank. And we're getting to the point now where there is a point in a brand where you become too big to say you're on Shark Tank. I don't know if that sure. makes sense, but we're not there yet, but we're close. We're, we're close where it's just going to be a footnote in our, in our history. Now, there's different things you have to do to get where you want to be. And right. Shark Tank is a great launching pad, but you're right. Once you get to a certain notch, those things almost no longer matter. It's You're just a big company that's done extremely well. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, most people don't know, but Ring was on Shark Tank. Yep, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, and for the exact Ring, you know, billion-dollar acquisition by uh, Amazon. They were on Shark Tank. And by the way, I think... They didn't get they a deal. They didn't get a deal. Yeah, they couldn't they get, didn't a get a deal. They didn't get a deal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rocketbook, Rocket who's in our space, was on Shark Tank, didn't get a deal, was just acquired by BIC. Yeah, oh, it's, wow. it's funny. It's it's funny the ones that that um, some do and some don't. It's just it's just a random. Yeah. Whatever the sharks are feeling that day. <laughs> yeah. 
So you're, you're raising capital right now. Um, tell us about the round of funding and, uh, and where are these funds going towards? What is it going to help you do? Yeah, so um, we're, we're raising at investinmcsquares.com. So um, we are res- raising under Reg CF rules um, using the Downmore platform. So that's why you don't see we're not on Start Engine, we're not on WeedFunder, although we've raised on those platforms before and they've been great. We decided to take a little bit more control over our raise and use the Downmore group for that. Um, and that's, in, again, invest in mcsquares.com. Um, the raise is going to be used exactly for what I said. It was for retail readiness. So we're, we're, we're growing a great online business and an online brand. We have great social reach. It's now time to bring that to the broader market. And that's going to require some capital. So it's, it's retail packaging, um, additional inventory, some advanced hires and marketing, and some advanced marketing spend. But it is true growth capital. It's not mm. to keep us alive. Right. It's not to extend our runway. It's we we have the ability right now to operate um, without needing any more capital infusion whatsoever. This is because I think we have a very large market opportunity. My goal is to take us to 200 million in sales, hmm. um, and and that's what this raise is about. Wow. Um, how do you think about? investing in product lines like how do you determine you know which product lines are going to do well or is that kind of an experimentation thing you just kind of see what sticks with the customer yeah so um one thing i have discovered in doing it ourselves is that i am often surprised about how wrong i am (laughs) uh, (laughs) on what products are going to do well and not and so uh, we have um we have built the company in a way where we can pivot very quickly and iterate very quickly. So, you know, there's, there's these terms like just-in-time manufacturing. What that really means is I can make a product and turn it around in, in, into inventory in less than a week. Mm-hmm. And I can create a, a brand new prototype and test it with like a hundred units very cost-effectively. So whatever I think, what, what I know about launching a new product is that I don't know anything. I don't know squat. So the best way to, to figure it out is to launch a limited number, a limited release, see what the customer feedback is, iterate and change. And then once you know you have a winner, launch that. And so, and that's really how stickies came to be. That's how our planners came to be. That's how tacky markers came to be. It was limited runs, launch it, see what your customers say, and then go full scale. Makes a lot of sense. And then in terms of reaching customers, I know you're not in stores yet. That's something that you're working towards. So in this D2C world, what have been the effective channels for really getting reach? The, 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 um, the overused phrase is omni-channel. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is not, it is not a single thing. It's a lot of different things. So our CMO, Amanda, comes from, she has a very large, a very extensive background on bringing large scale products to market. So she worked for Kid Robot um, and brought them to market and has done really well. She was part of, she, she blew out, she grew the PR and influencer marketing group at PopSockets. And, and the way that's done is influencer, PR, email, um, uh, strategic ad spend, and then also testing does, you know, does this audience go, should we send them to our Amazon store? Or should we send them to our, our, our store? It's affiliate programs. It's, so it's, it's truly multifaceted and, um, and um, it's hard. It's actually really hard. It sounds easy to buy an ad on Facebook, but to buy an ad on Facebook 
cost-effectively is really hard. And we've, we yeah. figured it out. Um, and our, our, our costs, our customer acquisition cost is profitable. So we're ready to go. Do a lot of customers, are they buying multiple lines of product from you? Or are they coming back on a recurring basis to buy various different things? Yeah, the, 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 the data on that on Amazon is a little limited. Um, so our, our, our repeat customer rate ranges anywhere from 10 to 20%. And that's a broad range, but that's still, that's an accurate range. Um, our business customers range anywhere from 10 to 25%. Hmm. Um, and we do have, we just signed up to become a subscribe and save on Amazon. Oh, and cool. we already have like 500 members subscribed and saved for our products. So we have, there is, I guess, some monthly recurring revenue on our products as well. Um, but yes, it, basically the, the gateway drug, if you will, is our reusable <laughs> sticky notes. And then they expand to bigger sticky notes and then jotters. And then every one of these sticky note packages comes with a tacky marker. And so we see a lot of reorders on the tacky markers and so on. So all of our products work well together, but they're also designed to work with one another. Well, I, I know I've heard a lot about in the past year how, you know, supply chains are failing and everything's a disaster. Talk to me about being a products company in this world. What's been working? What's been falling apart for you? Is it as bad as they say it is? Uh, so it is as bad as they say it is. Um, but we, we've been able to navigate it pretty well. So nice. the, the tariffs on China can hurt. Um, they, they, and I know they've hurt. The, the backups in Long Beach can hurt. They haven't, they, they haven't impacted us. Um, and I don't think they're going to impact us, but I know other product founders that it, it has, it has put a si significant strain on, on, um, on their ability to supply, um, their customers with product. I know, especially in like wood, we don't make any wood products, but wood has just been nuts. Uh, my father-in-law runs a, a really successful, um, custom wood manufacturing shop. They do plaques and stands and that kind of stuff. And wood is tripled in price. Um, wow. and very difficult to get. So uh, our gross margins are very healthy between 80 and 90%. So we can absorb a 20% increase in, 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 a, in, a, in a commodity product. And because we manufacture ourselves, we can order larger shipments of raw material and make what we need as we need it. So mm. that also gives us some, some uh, the ability to be nimble during the supply chain crisis. And we have multiple vendors to supply us. So Again, complicated. You wouldn't think it, but it's a complicated supply chain um, issue that we've been able to solve. Making I can't imagine, <laughs> especially with having kind of many different SKUs, right? Unique products that you do make, having all of that variation, all of those things. It all adds complexity. So I, yep. I imagine it's not easy. Um, ha have you seen any uh, holiday sales, be it for Hanukkah or Christmas, or people buying this for uh, for their loved ones? So we're we're not. <laughs> We're not a traditional holiday gift. We have typically <laughs> stronger Januarys than Decembers. Oh, interesting. Uh, As people try and be more productive with their yeah, lives. Yeah, our planners, um, our planners do really well. Our calendars do really well in January. Um, yeah. As people are or getting back to work and organizing their home. So we see we see a good lift in January. We see a good lift in spring. And then we see great lift in, in back to school. Not to say that um, holiday isn't, isn't good for us. It's just, we don't see the same peak as, as, as it's more not the buying items. occasion yeah. that people are looking for. Yeah, no, it's not the the. I mean, think about the, the most last time you bought a, a a pack of sticky notes as a stocking stuffer. It just <laughs> it doesn't always happen, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, 
last question for you here, then we can wrap up. Um, as you think about, you know, three to five years down the road for people who are considering investing, what does a company look like? Um, what's success for you? Uh, so for, for me, um, I love this stage of the company, um, this growth, this accelerated growth stage. Um, and, you know, I know at about 100 or 200 people, I, I look to exit. It becomes, once you get, once I, once middle management comes into play, it's like, uh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the success, the success, the thing that drives me is, is, is how big I think this company is going to be. And then I'm going to exit and do something else um, and start another company. Um, so, um, so what does that look like in the next five years? It's, it's, you're going to see MC squares on shelves everywhere. That's, that's the goal. And, um, and we're going to have four or 500 different SKUs and we'll niche the SKUs based on what stores they're in and what our audiences are. It, it's, it just gets more complex and fun from here. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure for those who want to find your raise, Anthony, MC Squares, you were raising on? It, uh, it's investinmcsquares.com. Investinmcsquares.com, powered by Dalmore Group. Um, definitely a trusted, great provider for this space. Congrats on all the success to date. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Have a wonderful day. Take care you now. Too.